Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. It's of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live on Sunday, the 22nd of the March. Absolutely stunning day here in Sydney, Portier, as we progress our way through round two. Um, before we cross to Jack, just want to, a um, couple of things, a couple of bits of housekeeping. Big shout out to Rish's, um, our presenting sponsor. Nothing refreshes like Rish's, um, sticking strong by these boys right the way through coronavirus. So just going to take a lovely little sip on my beverage here. <sighs> Gee whiz. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's a recession buster, isn't it? This. There's nothing quite like stocking up at your local boozer. Um, but you kind of, you ruined the intro there, mate. I'm supposed to introduce you. So I'm going to have to just back that up a little bit. As always came to us from Melbourne, ex Hong Kong rugby league board member and one test thunderino. Jack, how are you going, mate? Oh, it's nice to hear your voice again, mate. Um, I'm going all right. Uh, in a world that is very much, uh, unsecure and we don't know what's happening in the future. Everything's up in the air. There is one fairly stable thing keeping me, uh, keeping my chin up, and that is rugby league. Despite it being not being played in front of crowds, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and it just gives me that structure to my life. I really think I need. Um, you know, I think the first on Thursday night, the first game with no crowds was a bit, um, a bit of a sort of just like anything. You, you sort of get used to a crowd, but. Thing is, the weekends went on. It's just like, who cares? There's no crowd. In fact, um, so I'm really enjoying it, and uh, I just hope we can continue it going. You know, we'll, we'll get there. <clears throat> the whole no crowd thing really does hark back to a couple of things that we've seen on the podcast in, in recent years, and we covered the virtual crowds and the importance of the DJ last week. But another thing that we've been quite often forced into through probably through our mumsies' absolute hatred of the sport is listening on mute and then kind of counterbalancing that with playing music at the same time. So without crowd noise, really does open up, um, you know, getting out the the music collection and really sort of seeing what works well with Rugby League. And, um, you know, nothing better today in a sunny Sunday afternoon just to maybe crank up a little little reggae, maybe a bit of 40. Nah, I fucking hate Supertramp. <laughs> I don't even really know them, but uh, a <laughs> you know, colleague um, of mine just said, what, what were they singing? The Logical Song um, and the Long Run. Oh, um, oh, not the Long Run, that's an Eagles song. Um, they sing, dun, 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 my boyfriend, because he's the only one. That's the whole lot of catchy shit songs. And I, I know yeah, Simon yeah, Jenny's okay. going to have a go at us and say, listen to this Super Tramp song, but seriously. Um, <laughs> Oh, but mate, I, I actually think no uh, music, all music sort of suits rugby league. I, I guess, yeah, it's a good point that 
it just allows the family environment to work better around the living environment if you're looking at it like that. Now, I got totally slagged off last night by a bloke who kept going on about um, uh, about the commentators, Will Blocker and Braith, I think he was slagging off. And I'm mm. like, what, what are you going on about? And he's going, listen to the commentary, mate. I said, I don't. Mm. They are shit. I know that. So I listen to music to it. And then he had a go up and he goes, you call yourself a podcaster. Oh. You don't even listen to commentary. What well, the fuck? Look, I think, Nick, whoever this is, can you drop, can you drop, are you in a fucking beanbag? Because, like, I'm just hearing rattling left, right, center. Like, <laughs> I'm on this, like, beard in the spare room. Yeah, so. is it a waterbed? It's, and, uh, it's just these new mattresses, they're fucking soft. Mate, get yourself on a hard seat or something. The listeners are going to be, I- I'm imagining you sitting out in the garden. I'm actually on a waterbed nude. <laughs> Who ever thought that waterbeds were a good idea? He's based, mate. Me, they're not imagine, that bad, are they? Imagine trying rooting on one. Have you ever rooted on a waterbed? No, nah, I mean, I've only as a kid. The only waterbed I can remember was as a kid in the eighties, like going around to like my uh, my parents' friends' barbecues and somehow ending up in the the parents' room and jumping on it. Well, I actually, the, the, my most fond memory, or or um, not very nice memory on a waterbed, was I was at right at my mate's house. I was playing Sega Master System Two. And um, Alex the Kid, no, actually, sorry, Wonder Boy, which is 100 levels. And we're on like level 63. And that this probably took about four or five hours concentrated oh. playing to get there. And then my mate's little brother came up. We were sitting on a waterbed, came up and jumped on the waterbed. It went fucking bonkers. The waterbed was it's like being on a fucking little tinny out in Hauraki Harbour <laughs> and ended up blowing out um, level 68. And that was it. Could never get there again. You have to start again. And I could never get back to 68. Never could. Fuck. Um, but get off the beanbag and get on a hard chair. So Really? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. back to the back to your good point that you made was, yes, the family, if you want to try and do a league podcast and watch all eight games, you've got to compromise. And, and I think the family unit has to work. It can't just be all about league. You've got to turn that, you've got to turn the music down. You set up some something for the kids, get the music going, maybe a slow cooker because it's coronavirus. You know, you want to start getting those meal, get that meal prep going. You've got to have three or four things happening at once and you can't afford to have the commentary blaring at the moment. And so you've got to find a happy medium. Correct. Oh, totally correct. And even last night, putting two kids to bed, I was trying to watch the end of the Roosters Manly game and I was cooking, well, not cooking. I, I negotiated with the wife. I just had to cut the veggies. And I had to keep an eye on it. It was hard. so. But you get the big things out of it, like how good DCE is and why he's worth oh. the money. We've said it before. We'll say it again. He's the most clutch player in our game. And certainly there's not even a debate now that Kronk's out of it. I um, One big perk of league being in our game and the things going back to normality, I've been punting myself stupid the last two weeks because there's nothing really else to focus on. And I had a bit of money on the manly side. Felt pretty good about it. But then, you know, when it gets to 8 all, anything could happen. But I just had the utmost confidence that Cherry Evans, he just, there is, I'd like to see, is there a percentage strike rate field goal? Like percentage? So you know how they always say as a stat, most field goals kicked. But I want to know percentage. I reckon Cherry Evans, is he he kicks so many successful field goals. He very rarely misses under pressure, does he? Uh, exactly. Him and 
Kronk and Reynolds, I'd say. Are the, oh, no, I can remember Reynolds missing a few. Adam, yeah, Adam Reynolds can Reynolds, fucking stick a field goal, can't he? Yeah, yeah. And then, then you get to some teams like, I think it was last year when the Warriors played the Broncos and we got to like oh. Golden Point. And no one had kicked the field goal in oh. the whole first grade, in the whole team. So it's such an important attribute, especially if you're a, a good team because you're going to get in those arm wrestles and that's going to be the difference between winning and losing. Yeah, if you're um, a good team, oh. it's an extra two wins a year, isn't it? If you're a good team. If you're a shit team, sometimes you don't get close enough. But Cherry, Three. fuck, he's... Oh. He just looks prime, and he's the difference. He's the difference between him and well, Ben Hunt. He doesn't really get the opportunity to, does he? Well, let's talk about Ben Hunt. <laughs> Worst clutch player has been thrown up by one of our listeners. But you know, did you watch the Panthers game again? The Dragons got to a halftime lead, and you know, they looked as though they were scoring quite freely. Matt Dufty had had a bit of a uh, dangerous game, but Ben Hunt. Fourth tackle with about 30 seconds to go. Just kicks it deep and no chases. He's just got no clue. He's lost some really big games for his team. And he's a good all-round player. But when it comes to the clutch, he's the antithesis of a DCE, isn't he? Uh, yeah. And the, as I, I'm aware, they're on the same amount of money. So the Eagles have really got out of that, uh, good, good, out of that good value. Talking about field goals... I've always wondered what the actual definition of a drop kick is. So, for instance, there is a very grey area. If you drop it and then kick it on it when it hits the ground and on its way up, whether that's a knock-on or a drop kick. And the other thing is, do you have to? does the kicker have to drop the ball for the kick? Because why couldn't you, out of dummy half, just do a nice little pass at... DCE's feet that he could just yep. kick it straight off the ground. I think that, and this is just my actually, sticks, I don't, sticks I don't know this for sure, but I would say that the the drop has to go directly down or backwards. The moment that you drop it forward and then try and drop kick it, the ball's being propelled forward and hit the ground. And if the ball is oh, propelled shit. forward and hits the ground, that's a knock on. But all, you have to be in control all, of it. All field goals are actually, yeah, controls probably the only thing they could get us on, which has some subjectivity, I have to admit. Yeah, it, it does. It does. But it's but a, yes. Did you see the two try saving within four to five minutes from Tom Tabrovich? Um, oh, yeah, he's a. First, they're punching the ball out of Luke Carey's hand, who admittedly kicked a field goal that came off two posts. Was it a two poster? Was it a double doinker? Double doink. I don't know. I just saw it miss. I didn't see actually whether it hit post. You, you know, two years, not last season, season before in the NFL. When double the, doink. When the, doink. the double doink game was when yeah, yeah. Cody Parkey from the Bears needed to slot a field. And he'd been missing them all year. Tried to beating the um, the Eagles and it, hit, it was a double doinker. And that's the, the game's forever known as a double doink game. And missed. Missed, yeah, because the ball hit both posts. Boom, boom. Um, Fuck. They they are notoriously good. The NFL and NBA, Americans in general, is like every big game is the something something game. It could be like you know if you did like a beautiful individual piece of performance that you you know you're not like LeBron, you're a role player. It'd be called the Jack Muir game, or it's the double doink game, or it's you know yeah. the the miracle Dallas in Minneapolis, Dallas. or it's the you know the 
um, Malice in the Palace. Is Malice in the Palace. They just have great. I think we need to get better, like Donny right. Bosvale. We need to get better in well, NRL. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, the one uh, there was the there was the Terminator game, and in, in two consecutive weeks in two thousand and sixteen, it was there was the Terminator game from Taumalolo, and then there was the, is that uh, Symphony Sim- of Destruction? Fuck what I love that. Like, we just, I think it was the Broncos. He was just, that's Roosters. what I started calling him the night. He was amazing. Brown Jesus. Um, I, I believe that was, what was that, 2017, wasn't it? 2016. No, it was when, it was 2016. They lost in the final to the Storm with 17. No, no, it was 2016 where they. Uh, no, they undermanned lost. Cowboys without, um, without Thurston. Without Thurston. And Morgan was, as as we were saying, was close to the best player on the planet. That was seventeen, and then Morgan had a pretty average eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but Symphony. Now the Symphony of Distraction was two thousand sixteen, definitely. Hmm? So they must have sixteen. The Cowboys must have lost. They did. They lost the semi. They lost the semi to the Sharks at the SFS. That was the um, the no. Far, Dude, you, I'm your telling league. you, that's nah, brother. I'm telling you, mate. That was the um. That was a six-seven t- tackle game, the one when they played the Sharks uh, the SFS, and uh, Wayne Guliga <laughs> ran the length of the field. Don't fucking don't get me. Yeah. Like, this is. Well, then there's that. I just reminded me of another game uh, mm. we have nicknamed the Hand of Foz. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that was 2011. Quote. Nice. Yeah. I mean, we we've got to get better at this. I, I t- tell you what, if we if we ever get an intern, we basically just need a pure fat checker because I think. Yeah. 90% of the time we're there or thereabouts. I'm sure the listeners will be screaming out in their car um, or workplace, maybe, home at the moment. So, randomly, I, I was on – you know how there's heaps of uh, podcasting mediums to watch through different programs? My one's CastBox. So, you, there's actually specific comments on shows. And mm. there was this random guy that actually said to uh, – in, in a comment to one of our shows saying – uh, actually, Taniyala Toyaki played four tests for the Kiwis. That's right. And I, we must, and we must have just like. No, he said four tests, Tonga and the Kiwis. Did he? Okay. It was quite interesting. We, we must have balls that up. Yeah, I think so he I'm was thinking, one of our I'm listeners thinking, in East Africa. I'm thinking Toyaki played those tests in 2000, end of 2007. Gary Kimball tour. He did. Overseas, when Kenny Dow and Chase Stanley also went on tour, um, infamous Oops. for Kemble getting the young guys to turn up and serve the um, veterans of the team nude with just their Kiwi ties on. Really? <laughs> and it was the, that was the Angus in uh, six issue too. Frank Pritchard was involved in Lower Hut. Oh, no, it wasn't Pritchard. It was Fui Fui Mumui. He's, he's a big... Uh, he seeks a lot of uh, different women from his wife. He's been doing that in Canada and the North of England. I'm going to move on. I'm not too familiar with that. Uh, allegedly, um, I'll just will put it into that. But just back to the listeners, guys. We know everyone's um, in some sort of isolation at the moment, and obviously thoughts are out. We fire through some questions and topics in our Twitter, and listeners were down 25% last week. So clearly, people aren't thinking about league at the moment, but. Fire us up, recommend us on Twitter, rate us five stars, send it to your mates for a laugh, and um, see if Fishy we can... Fishy yank, mates. 
Yeah, you American mates, we've got a real opportunity here to get legal uh, rugby league and uh, by default legal counsel um, a real push in the ratings. But I was, I was disappointed looking at the numbers last week and saw we're about twenty five percent down. So come on, guys. Um, I mean, or it could just be a real shit show, and maybe we need to do better. Which is why I'm drinking. Yeah. Uh, all right. Any any other? Okay, so basically the Prime Minister has come out and said the travel ban won't force the season to shut down. And Scott is Morrison... God, I hope so. Scotty Morrison's announced that the federal government will work with the NRL and AFL as the sports try to continue their competitions during the global pandemic. So um, at the moment, there's talk of banning um, interstate travel. Um, but yeah, that's very positive. And i tell you what, the next... Headliner after that on NRL.com. Burley DJ puts hand up for the Warriors. I mean, if NRL.com aren't listening to legal counsel, then I'm not here. Burley Bears captain Luke Page, Papua New Guinea, Kumble, uh prop, put his hand up to help the New Zealand Warriors if they need reinforcements. He said the Kumul's prop also an in-demand disc jockey. I mean, fucking NRL.com. Spelling out disc jockey, like, you just call him a DJ. Known yeah, as yeah, yeah. DJ Moe Fresh is also keen to hear from the NRL if they need some music put together to boost the atmosphere at empty stadiums in the coming week. Um, asterisk, ah, asterisk, as heard on Legal Counsel episode two. Um, and what about uh, they? Okay, so you know how they're doing those stupid. Well, they're not stupid actually. Good on them. Those goggle box things mm. uh, to the fans in their lounge mm. rooms. Mm. So now, how easy, how hard would it be to actually just I think most grounds have two big screens. Half the big screens has got like two families on it of uh, one team supporters, and the other half's got the other two just split it up into four and have their music sound from their living room just at the right volume <laughs> so you can hear it. Go, like, no. Yeah, I, I, there's no way that could happen in my house. I'm not, I'm not good no, watching those. I know, but. If you if you vet the people and just make sure, look, you, you, you're going to be sort of half live mm. and the players will hear it and all the officials and then maybe the um, – if you just have that – yeah, I don't know. There's, there's ideas there. I mean, one of – there is some positives of this fucking coronavirus debacle. There's a few – like, there's going to be innovations done in business and stuff. There's, the environment already looks better – and stuff like that. that even the, the cities are actually, if you go for a walk, they're fucking, they're nicer places. And one of them, I really think, is going to be just some innovation in, uh, in how we present our sport, you know? We've got a real opportunity that, to do to do that. Mm. Yeah, we do. It just really is disappointing that you've got, you know, after all the Fox Sports cuts, somehow Blocker Roach and Braitha Nasta and Corey Parker keep their jobs. Just astounding that Blocker Roach. Like, who is whose dick is Blocker Roach sucking? Like, seriously, for him to a like he was the thing in the park. Remember, he they just brought him back for a retro round about three or four years ago, and for a laugh they brought him back. The yeah, you're first, right, actually. His yeah. first call was a Warriors Raiders game, and after three minutes said, "Geez, the Warriors need to start playing Jungle Ball." That is not a lo- that is not a lie. Like the guy's just out of touch. He's got no idea. I don't mind. It's yeah, I know, but you, you like Stray Dog as well. Where's Stray Dog? I do. I love Stray Dog. Well, because they can't. There's not many New Zealand commentators, right? Oh. So that's why you're missing Stray Dog. Fuck. 
Stray Dogs income is probably under real threat at the moment. Oh, yeah. There's, but, I mean, these guys are fairly high profile. Look, there's not just high profile people whose incomes are under threat at the moment. Don't worry about that. Mm, fucking tell me about it. Okay. We've, got, we've, we've had some brilliant agenda items thrown in from the various league forums um, that we've been on. The first one I want to um, pick up with you is arising in the situation out of Latrell Mitchell. And he, he warrants some criticism for the way that he's playing. And he's, he's probably, you know, he needs a lot of time. If they're going to play him at fullback, which at the moment you think he, he, there's a lot of arguments for and against if he's a fullback or not. But you've got to say, right, look, if Wayne Bennett's playing in there, I kind of trust him. Wayne Bennett is an innovator and he has innovated with people out of position before. And he doesn't look great. He had like four runs for 22 meters. No, was it four runs for 40 meters or something like that? Something unbelievable. You know, it was four, me. yeah. But it's the, it's the criticism that he's getting from, from people like Anasta and Kronk and you could fucking insert talking head here. It's staggering that the criticism that he's getting. Um, from, from a superstar player in our game, he's a top team player in our game. And, you know, you saw even three games ago in the, in the grand final, basically, it turned on Latrell Mitchell, didn't it? I mean, the capitalization and that, that, that try after the, the seventh, the infamous, whatever it was, the six tackle sign. He deserves a little bit more leeway to have a couple of bad games. It's the intensity of the criticism. You know, if you look at Kalen Ponga last year and what he was doing, not consistency, no consistency whatsoever in terms of the criticism. There's something about Latrell that just seems to just really alienate um, critics. And I think it's fucking unfair on Latrell. He's not playing great, but he deserves the respect to, to let him, you know, get through it. And I just think that it's more, it seems like it's deeper than criticism. It seems like it's almost bordering on, um, I don't know, just a bit too harsh. What's your take on it? So my take on it is, I, I would like to add though that Re Harry, you were. It's quite refreshing for me to say that because you you were probably one of the guys on this uh, medium of podcast that actually said that you see him as a twenty three year old, twenty four year old being washed up. Now you have to admit you said that. Now well, I that said that three years happen. ago that I could see him being out of the game as in his twenties. Exactly. Yeah, good. But that, but it sounds like you're going to bet for him. I am. Now I would. I think he deserves some of the criticism, given that he is a premier player of our game, plays for the Kangaroos, um, and obviously the, there was a bit of a debacle around the off-season about signing with uh, other clubs. Now, in saying that, look, it's, it's criticism. I, I, I want him to, and I hope he can, actually shove, yeah, shrug this off and play, because I actually love watching him I play. Love him. Now, the other thing you've got to think about here too is that he's been coached by Wayne Bennett. Exactly. Who, he's fucking annoying, Wayne Bennett, sometimes. But one thing you have to say to him, he always puts his players first. Mm. And what he's done here, obviously, is when he's gone and done the negotiations with the Rabbitohs, Wayne's got involved and lateral and his manager's gone, oh, I want to play fullback. I'm that good. I, I think I can influence the game, etc." Yep. Wayne's obviously said to him, Yes, mate, I'll give you a go at fullback. You know, he's like, I'll give you a go at fullback. You get a chance to prove yourself there. But, mm. you know, maybe I, I see yourself at centre, but I'm prepared to give you a chance there. Yep. So I think 
Wayne has actually seen the bigger picture here and is going to, I think Latra will end up in the centres and it's going to be great for, for definitely the Rabbitohs and Rugby League. Um, and then, I mean, the only unfortunate part is Braden Burns probably can't, you know, move, you know, play consistent first grade because then they just move Alex Johnson back. So Alex I Johnson, think- the moment that he got onto the field, just changed the... Um, I'm just going to make up a word here, if that's okay with you. And I think it, I think it can actually really work. The dangerosity of the South Sydney attack. <laughs> so the moment that Johnson came on, the dangerosity of South Sydney rose multiple levels. And fuck, Johnson's not even old. Johnson's probably 26, is he? Yes, does, does that Johnson get unfairly criticised as well? I rate good Alex Johnson. Last year he had a bit of an injury cloud, but you know those those years that when Inglis was under a, um, under a many clouds, Johnson always stepped up. I think that Johnson was on the a, wing in the fourteen grand final. Yep, as rookie year. It was him and Goodwin. Rookie year, wasn't it? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I reckon he was a twenty-year-old. Of uh, and who's the other sinner? Not Jamie Simpson. Not Bojo. Not Bojo Champion. <laughs> who was the other sinner? So Gio was definitely fought back. Bryson. So Bryson. So who was the other winger? It was AJ and oh fuck me. To oh Dell. No, Takiri. Nah. No. Two thousand fourteen NRL. In the car, losing it at us. Fuck. Fuck. Okay. So now let's see if we can get this. Let's see if we can get this. Let's see if we can get this. So the back line. All we need is a back line. Johnson. Now, Takiri Rip. came back, but I think that was probably... No, it was Takiri. I oh, fuck it. It yeah, was Takiri. Yeah, I, I think it was Takiri, but we were wrong with Goodwin. Now, I've got it. Dylan Walker in the centres. Was he? Can you name the halves no, for me? No, that definitely was. Well, definitely was yeah, the Avata and Walker in the centres. I've got it in front of me. Okay, so then... So then we've got Takiri and Goodwin. Yeah, Takiri. And then fullback GI. Takiri was marking Mitch Brown. <laughs> I know. I, I, I said it at the time, this this 2014 dog side, which you've got to hand it to Des has the, the worst side to ever make a um, premiership decider. So T-Rex scored that great try, but then he did that. Fucking disgusting effort on Big George. Fuck, it was funny. Tell you what, though. Listen to this as a as a bench for them. Tim Brown, always liked him. Dale Finucane, David Clemmer, Frank Pritchard. Fuck, that's decent. Bad, Actually, so hang is... on. I'm going to try and get the the forward, forward pack for the doggies. Would have been Eastwood at lock. Yep. Second row of Josh Jackson and Tony Williams. Yep. Hooker was Ennis. No, no he got rubbed out. He got rubbed out. Because uh, didn't they both lose their hookers? So it was Leecher. Nah, Moses Mbai. Oh, yeah, because Mbai shouldn't have played hooker. And then the props. Jeez, it wasn't... Uh, no, it's not fucking hard to pick their props, is it? Chris Armit. The two polar bears. Oh, hey, uh, okay. Hennant and um, Tolman, interesting. No, Tolman and Graham. Yeah, but actually... Sorry, I did. That, that's a bad. Um, that's bad from me putting because <laughs> Hannon is the original polar bear. Exactly. Right. Back on track. Back on track. Back on track. Um, there's a few people. Okay, so Latrell 
give them fucking six weeks and show them the respect out there in the media. I think that's what we're saying. Um, the Roosters, back to the Roosters game, right? Uh, are they, can they make a, um, can they make a run with Shane Flanagan? Flanagan. Kyle, you mean? Mm. Um, yes, they can, mate. They played. The who have they played? They played the obviously the Eagles last night and the Pan, they've been in by the Panthers, mate. They they're going to be slow starting because of the bloody uh, World Club Challenge and Barcelona Barcelona trip. They haven't been out of these games. They lost by one point to what a lot of educated leagueies like me are calling this year's premiers. They're there or thereabouts. Don't worry about it. Good. And they're missing with Cordner, so. They are going to be a top four, no doubt. And agree. So I, I mean, think, I think, I would have, um, there's some people singing from the rooftops, going, "Oh, how good is this? Like, this is making my life so much better with coronavirus." The Roosters are shit. They aren't shit, mate. This is the NRL. It depends who you play. No, nah, I totally agree. They um they are going to be fine. They are going to be um they're going to be probably top four. If you look at their team. Um, they have got. Josh Morris comes in there. Is he there? Has he actually? Is, yep. it, is it the? Is it the? Yeah, he's there this week. If he passes his test, his COVID testing moves right into the into the um into the squad. He. They they'll be. I mean, their forward pack is fucking incredible. So they had Cordner and Crichton. Did Cordner come back last night? Yeah, he, he um they they will be absolutely fine. I have no no um no problems with them. Well, Flanagan's on a second. I mean, he he played awesome in the World Club Challenge. I mean, Flanagan's getting a bit of heat, but he'll come right. Yeah, he'll be absolutely fine. Um, a lot of people were comparing um two thousand and four Roosters the year after they won the premiership. Yep. And their big fall from grace, they lost Fitler, etc. Um, Cronk. Still made the grand final that year. In 2004. Yeah, they played the Doggies. Sorry, I'm thinking about 2005. Okay. Because Fitler played yeah, yeah. four, didn't he? No, but they... Uh, yes, but 04, remember, they lost. Yeah, they still made the GF. I think 05, they had a massive fall from grace. Chris Anderson got yeah, fired yeah, yeah, maybe. midway through the season. Or was that a couple of years? No, that might have been 07. That was their bad year. Fuck, they were bad in 07. Set mm. of came on the scene. Big fan. Should the Warriors, should we all buy Warriors memberships? Now, why haven't you bought a Warriors membership? Everyone, I've been tweeted or retweeted. I've been messaged about random Joe Blow. You know, a lot of league personalities, Phil Gould, Warren... Uh, Warren Ryan, Joel Kane, everyone's out there buying those little $30 Warriors memberships. You've got to get out there. I want you to, I want you to send me the receipt of your Warriors membership soon. No, I'm not. I mean, memberships have to. $30, mate. Show your support. But fucking don't drop the ball and get rid of Adam Blair and don't sign fucking Wade Egan. I'm not signing up until they give me something back for it. No, that's that's unconditional support. As I would say. When people go to me, what do you support um, so-and-so? What do you support? They say, you don't choose who you support. They choose you. Okay? Uh, and that's I what just, pisses me off when you go, you talk to a pommy, you know, you'll be interviewing someone for a job at work, 
And then it always, I can always tell the real quality of a human being, an English human, as to what football team <laughs> that they support. Because if you talk to someone and they, go, I go, uh, oh yeah, who's your, f-? so I look at their CV and they say, oh yeah, I was born, um, Birmingham. I was yeah. Like, oh yeah, who do you support? Wolves. And you're like, oh yeah, beautiful. You know, up from Newcastle, who's support Newcastle? And you say, oh, where are you from? Oh, yeah, West London. Oh, nice. Yeah. Who do you support? Manchester United. You're like, what? Oh, yeah, nah, me dad had a scarf when he was young and I had a picture of it on my I was like, you're not, you don't, you don't just get to choose who you support. You should be supporting a fucking West London team. Is Wolverhampton and, and Birmingham? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wolves is a big pomp, uh, brimmy team. But don't you reckon like, people that choose? So back to you. I don't give a fuck what's happening right now in the Warriors, and we're going to get to them. They're poor. You go and buy that membership because you support them through thick and thin, and they're they're out. They're keeping the competition alive at the moment, and everyone else can see it but you. Oh, fuck! I just think but their efforts. No, mate. <laughs> it's not thing to. It's nothing to. Do, they they were. No, 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 no. It's actually nothing to do with that. Actually, Rehari. It's more about what a membership actually gives you. Like, do you know what memberships give you? Know you? I mean? Do you know how important they are for clubs? I'll tell you right now. Yeah, we do, but the clubs have you. to get there together. And... Are you there? Yeah. What? I'm listening. You just cut out because you're probably swiveling on the beanbag or the waterbed. Um, what memberships do for clubs? So memberships is what keep the whole club going. It's what pays the fucking wages of everyone bar the players. The memberships and the attendance, like all the other revenue, the jerseys, the merchandise, all that stuff goes in and pays the office people, the people on payroll, the sports scientists, the strappers, the ball boy, all the boys don't get paid, probably the ball washers now. Like that's how important memberships are in our game. That's how important the fact that no crowds are out there. Those are the people, the people that work for the club on, you know, not great wages on a lot of them, just for the pure love of the game. That's who it's really affecting out there because the players are getting paid by the the network TV. TV, games, right. Right? So yep. all other form of revenue is paying the fucking good people of our game. So that's why it's important. That's why memberships are important for our clubs. Yeah, okay, but I buy lots of other stuff off them. Like what? You do buy merch. Jerseys. Yeah. Mate, never, uh, never has your uh, When I'm in Auckland, I go to the game. When I'm in Storm, when they play in Melbourne, I go to the game. Mm. I talk about them a lot. Yeah, you do. But when you go to them in Melbourne, that revenue goes back to the Storm. Um, I know, okay. that, but it's it's an economy based. Let's talk about our let's talk about our club. Now they were woeful last week, and 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 we could potentially say. Oh, maybe it was the weather. But to score zero points in modern NRL rugby league, you have to be fucking terrible on the day to score no points. Because even when you're up by 20-odd, you always leak a couple. It's fucking consolation. To go into yep. the Gold Coast and to dominate the first 15 to 20 minutes, unlucky not to score a couple of times to be up, and then to not score until a penalty try was awarded in the 70th minute, is hugely concerning that the attack or the lack of attack 
mate. We're shit. Oh, appalling attack. Oh, is it the worst Warriors team you've ever seen? I remember having a real issue with the 2004 team that were notoriously bad after really good Didn't seasons. Did we have Nah, he came in 05, him and Price. And the year that they came, we started uh, minus four points. But That's right. it was they fired um, Daniel Anderson and Tony Kemp, all that came in. That There's just no attack. Now, I think right now you've got to go right. If you're 0-2 and you're playing away from home, you're living in camp, Kearney's staring down the barrel right now. He's going to say, I've got to do something. And is dropping Blake Green, does that need to be done? Do we just go right? Yes. Nicarima and Chanel, let's just get some pace and enthusiasm into it. Nicarima's experienced enough. He's played International League. Um, Chanel's obviously there for a reason. Get rid of Egan. Bring Lawton in. Um, I mean, they do miss Hiku, Parsi, um, Who's this other? Uh, Tafanga, Jazz Tafanga, and I mean, Herbert. shit, so we miss Herbert. Uh, I think Pompey's actually all right, but Fussy Two is no, not a centre. No, well, I fucking told you that before the end of the season. Stephen Kearney playing Adam Kieran, who's a second-rate New South Wales Cup half in the centres, for me says says enough about Kearney that you've got to trust these young guys. Hayes Perham, just play the fucker at centre. And find out if he's good enough. But they're not even willing to give him a go, says a lot. Well, it's, look, I totally agree. We're, pa- we're we miss Parsi and Pulu. But they don't like Pulu for some reason. Again, he was very, very good. And when we made um, when we made the playoffs two years ago. I know, look, but the something happened have, last year. The Warriors Injury, are but very then... bad. Yep, I know. They're the worst I've seen. I know that's a bit of a hot take, but. I just haven't. Rem- I don't remember being such a. I mean, we've got Roger Tuivasa-Shek, who's world class, and David Fuzitua, who's world class. No, he's not. He is on no, the wing. Not. He's a world class winger. He has been in the past, but not not consistently. He's been around for a while now. He's been around for a while now. He's a great winger. He's had a couple of good years. He's had a couple of good years. And then Tohu Harris used to be good. Look. We'll give them. We'll give them till round six. But at the moment, they're looking like the worst Warriors side since two thousand and four. Um, what do I want to say to you, David Fafita, the Gold Coast? Is that actually a chance of happening? I don't know. I haven't even heard that. So. You said to me before, though, if David Fafita goes to the Gold Coast, will he ever fulfil his potential? No, I don't. That was from Ozdog. All oh, right. So, so because Meninga being at the Gold Coast. He's probably one of the most influential recruitment figures in our game. Like when he, when he was at the helm of the Queensland team, he basically made a number of Polynesian guys just turn their back on their country and their heritage because of just such a powerful guy. And, um, he's probably going to do the same thing at the Gold Coast. You've got Fa'a Masili to turn down a lot more money from the Warriors to go play at the Titans. Um, and I think his figure there, he's going to start getting people to come across. It would not surprise me if Fafita does go to the Gold Coast, but you would not want to be in that setup, would you? So for me, uh, Fafita will not thrive in the Titans setup. Um, the setup 
culture as toxic. You've seen it from... It's just like the Warriors, how we bring a good player and we ruin them. I think the Titans do the same thing. So, uh, even with Meninga there, I just don't... I can't see Fafita going there. I think he offers too much for the game. Yeah. I'd love to see him stay in Brisbane. It's just that even when Brisbane have, like, you know, your Henjacks or your Seabolds, they don't quite nail it coach-wise. Um, well, they haven't really nailed it outside of Wayne Bennett, have they? Um, no. They still seem to have a really professional setup, and for, I'd be gutted if Fafita went to the, the Gold Coast. Just want to see him thrive because he's probably the most exciting forward. Him and Haas are the most exciting forwards that we have in our game. Uh did you watch the Shark Storm game last night? Yes, I did. Loved it. Oof. Just loved. I don't know. I mean, I know I'm living down here, but I actually, I just love the way the Storm play rugby league. They're just like this surgical precision and mm. how they uh, just dismantle a team. And just seeing Smith, just the old accountant, running the cutter, getting people in the right position. It was a good game of football, and the Sharks went well too. Um, they just got beaten by a just a team that just doesn't know how to lose. It's fucking good to watch them. It's good you use the term surgical. I always always associate with the NFL when there's a two minute drill on and you're down by you know seven and you want to force it into overtime. And there's certain quarterbacks that you just know, right? You know your Brady and your Breezes, Russ Wilsons. You know that that's going to drive a team down and get a feel, uh, get a. Uh, a touchdown, and that's the same with um, Smith. Like, the scores are tied, and there's five minutes to go. He's going to fucking marshal the team around so that they get in a position for a field goal. Um, in this instance, he, he marshaled them down to get a try and then yep. a goal. And it was just pure professionalism. Um, I think Graham being off the field for the Sharks hurt them. Um some boneheader plays. What's his name? Billy Melagoulis. Billy Magulius. Magulius. Big yeah. Newtown Jet. Um, yeah. Dumb, it, played a dumb, gave that penalty away, yeah. Shit. But storm. I mean, that's the thing about the Melbourne Storm. They, you sort of turn up and your your brain switches to no dumb plays. Mm. I mean, and when you see a dumb play from the Storm, you're like, fuck. And they always, when you see a dumb play from the Storm, you're like, wow, that's weird. Like we see it from the Warriors or the other team, you're just like, oh, fucking dumb play. Then they always go up to Bellum and he's blowing up. Like, yeah, I mean, Justin Olam had a shocker, which was unfortunate, but I still rate him. I mean, people have shockers, but it's about how you bounce back from them. But just, yeah, the Storm were, yeah, just great to watch play. They still got Christian Welch to come back. Um, you know, Pep and Hazen, he's no slater yet, but geez, he's always electric. Mm. And, you know, Munster, the one. The, one of the guys, uh, you know, one of the one guys in the NRL, if you had the option to get on, have a big night out with, I think Munster's up the top of the list, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, no, he, he'd be very, um, no, no shortage and, of... I mean, I mean at, at the end of the day, the, so a lot of the listeners won't know this, but after I went to Wollongong for the Aussie New Zealand test, I actually went there. Have you been to Shell Harbour? Is it Shell Harbour? Yeah, Shell Harbour. No, I haven't. They're the feeder, really feeder club for the Dragons, aren't they? They are, yeah. I think Dell played them for a while. Mm. And uh, I went to a pub, beautiful pub, the Shell Harbour Hotel, where it was called. Mm. Uh, after the Saturday, when Stu Rich, a great listener to the show, was down there, we went and saw him. 
And next to us punting, this is the day after the test match, was DCE, hmm. uh, Jerbo, uh, Munster, and Trent Barrett, because Trent Barrett lives down there, because then the test was just up the road in Wollongong. Beautiful. And they were just, yeah, they, they were actually behaving themselves, just punting, because it, it was a big punting. I think it was Caulfield, Morning Cox Plate. Yes. And yep. a, lot, a lot of the kids came in, like a lot of the, because the kids weren't allowed in the TAB, so some of the dads would go up to them and say, hey, hey, my kids love their league, can you? And they walked out from their punting outside the TAB to get photos with the with the kids. Um, Munster was getting real tanked. Um, but no, they were just having a good time. Uh, but obviously, they went to Auckland the next week and lost. But yeah, they're just larrikins. Did Sione Katoa play last night? Yes, played really well. So you're right. Josh Morris is on his way. He's out now. But I tell you, if you're a Sharks fan out there, you've got, you had no Bronch and Cherry, you had no Brighton Nakora, Dugan's coming back, and whatever you want to say about Dugan, he's at least going to fill the boots of Josh Morris, Moylan yep. coming back, yep. and Wade Graham didn't finish the game, so the Sharks do have a top eight side. Worthy. They're 0-2, and they've lost to two... Very good sides, two top four sides. So who they I think you're right. the rabbits, didn't they? Rabbits, yeah. And they were in the, and they were not unlucky, but they had a couple. Of, they had a couple of forward passes that was could Johnson. Have had was Johnson that Cut bad last night? Player. Who was Johnson that bad last night? Very poor. Like yeah. very some... bitter, very bittersweet. The uh, Sean Johnson move for a Warrior fan because like he's exactly what we need to score points, but then you see him at the Sharks and he's playing really poorly. So. He's one of their worst, definitely. So it's there's going to be questions asked. Mm. He was, yeah, he was good last week. Not that good this week. It's probably the life of a uh, Sean Johnson supporter. All right, on to Sunday tipping. So we're back to form. We were basically reverted to our um, 2019 form. I was 0 from 2 last week. You were 2-0. and 0. Um, As we look ahead to today's games. First game, Leichhardt Oval at 4.05pm. The second game at Leichhardt this week. For some reason, the Knights are favourites over the Tigers. Uh, What's the weather like? The weather's absolutely beautiful. Really? What temperature? I would say 23, 24. Oh, nice. Okay. And remember the Tigers probably should have lost last week. They should have got beaten badly. Um, and, then, and then the Dragons got flogged by the Panthers, so... No, 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 hang on. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I don't think the Tigers are that good, although they haven't... Sh- I still don't think they're an 18. They're not. But do you know who isn't that good? The Newcastle Knights. Right. As I... Need I remind you, after Ponga is Edric Lee, Inari Tuwala, Gemak, Shibasaki, Haimal Hunt, Kurt Mann, and Mitchell Pierce. I'm sick of hearing that the Knights have got a good roster. It's fucking rubbish. Although Homo Hunt looks really fit this year, but that's not going to change them. The four packs are right: Clemmer, Braley, Saifiti, Fitzgibbon, Barner, and Sase. Um, it's still not a, that's where they've yeah. got it over. That's where they've got it over the the Tigers: Loi, Walters, Twal, Garner, Lelua, Taylor. I think they need to start start with McKaylee. Yeah, I like McKaylee. But I, I think Knights win this. Sorry? I think Knights win this. Yeah, I'm, I'm Tigers here. I think the baddest man on the planet. Um, 
Joseph Leilua really steps up, and I think Benji Marshall is another good one. I've gone Tigers. Okay, shit. We've we haven't picked one the same on a Sunday yet this year. Nope. And next game, the late game. Fuck, I hate rounds around. I don't like when they play six fifteen games on. No, me neither. Sunday night. Me neither. Seabus Super Stadium. Titans host the Eels. Eels. Fuck, I want to say the Titans, but how could you? Titans. What? Are you <laughs> that to be different. No, I actually fucking like him, and I love him at three bucks too. The thing that uh, scares me a little bit is Philip Sammy playing fullback. Who on good, their man. right mind? Uh, he's good. Who on their he's right good. mind would think that Philip Sammy's a fullback? He's good. Watch him today. He's quite a good fullback. I just think the um, Tyrone. He's one of the most improved players in the NRL. No banter. Ah, oh, get out. No, nah, I, I actually really genuinely like the Titans this week. Fotuwagi's back. Peachy. Whew. Mitch Rain's got Pe- the start over um, Nathan Peets. Nathan Peets played Origin two years ago. What does that say about New South Wales? Gosh, they never have had a hooker for since the post-Badiris. I suppose Ennis. Farrar and Ennis. Well, Ennis used out. to always fight with each other. So they sort of they cancelled each other out, didn't they? Mm. Mm. Um. Now, the Harry Grant-Paul Momorowski deal has gone through, which is good. Yep. That's very positive. One of those that makes both teams better. It, no, it makes the Tigers better. Momorowski And Momorowski's good. They, he they, start for well, the Storm. Momorowski will be a better player at the Storm, mate. Will he, yeah, but will he start ahead of Seve and Olam? Maybe not. Uh, he might, actually. He'll probably start ahead of Seve. And it just gives them a bit of... Like, they're going to get an injury. It gives them some depth, you know? Mm. Okay. I'm going both teams. Round three, GAO Stadium, Canberra Thursday well, night. Stadiums could change. Raiders Dragons. I don't think it'll be at GIO Stadium. Oh, maybe it will. Um, yeah, okay. Raiders. That's pub- the old hoodoo game. Make me. Yeah, pub game. Manly Warriors. Oh, God. I should go to that. Fuck. But the after pub game, Rabbitohs, Roosters. Yes. Now play that at Coogee Dalt. Oh, those lights at Coogee Oval? Yeah, okay. So very, very good point here. When, now that there's no crowds, why not start playing them at local stadiums? What does that offer? What does that offer the game? Yeah, nothing. Don't, the changing shed zone is nice. Nothing. You're saying like a nice background. Is it better to be playing at a grass banked ground like Leichhardt or Cogra versus a concrete jungle for the no crowd games? Well, the, the game yesterday, Roosters Manly, was supposed to be at Gosford, but they ended up playing it at Leichhardt. No. So I reckon round three, we're going to have some game. Like, surely we need to be saving costs too. So if we just bring all the. Although you do want to separate the teams as well, don't you? Do you? Mm. No, you don't. So they should be playing all the Friday night games at one venue mm. and all the Saturday games at one venue just for, like, you know, economies of just will be cheaper. Mm. Um, back to Super Tramp because um, we sort of moved on. And I just want to tell you how much I hate this band. 
Give it a little bit is there. Give it a little give bit. Give it a little bit. Yeah. The Logical one. Song, Breakfast in America, Take the Long Way Home. That's the one that was pissing me off. It's Raining Again. Oh, and Dreamer, Dreamer. You know you oh, are yeah. some horrible <laughs> songs. Horrible. Yeah, okay. My um, father-in-law, like, I'd collect vinyl. We've got a um, record player in the lounge and quite often we'll just pick things up here and there from whatever, from a shop or from a market, etc. And my my in-laws went to a markets once and they bought back a couple of records. Just, just adding to collection. Great, lovely gesture. And they fucking threw a Supertramp one in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was livid. It's still there, though. What about back in the day when you were trying to buy muse, uh, presents for older people mm. and you'd buy them, like, records of newer music? I yeah. thought that was quite a good idea. Yeah. Um, so I returned the favour to the in-laws and bought them a vinyl player for Christmas recently and they went down to the attic and dusted off all their vinyl, bought it up. Fuck me, there's some good stuff there. Thank me. Yeah. Um, all right, mate. So we're we are basically... We're going head to head again today. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Jeez, I'm looking forward to my league. Are you are you practicing self isolation? I'm um, within reason. Within reason. Do you go into crow's nest each day? You have to, pretty much. Don't yeah, you? I am at the moment because we've got a big office space, so we can we can maintain social distance. But I think as of this week, anyone that takes public transport will be encouraging them to work from home. One thing we did do on Friday because some people were at home and we have an office in Melbourne. Um, we had virtual work drinks and oh, yeah. um, via Microsoft Teams or Zoom, you know, any of those things. Gee whiz, I tell you what, a lot of innovative things are coming out of this pandemic. Virtual work drinks was brilliant. We had like 13 people just on and bantering and, um, yeah, highly enjoyable, probably something that will grow and grow. And Crumb was involved? Yeah, he was, he was firing them up. There was also like a, you know, if you Google the wheel decide, the, and you just basically just, it's just like a chocolate wheel and you just type in heaps of people's names and you just spin the name and every time it's spun on someone's name, you end up That's just having to um, have a drink. So very, uh, yeah, there's a lot of other ways to connect with people, obviously. Um, who, this, this is Tiger's Night. Can, can, can Marshall rise again what he did last week? Can he do it again? And a sunny Leichhardt oval. Uh, who, Benji? Yeah, can he do it again? You think the Knights are going to win this? Yeah, I think the Knights can win it just because it's just early season. I'm basing it on the Tigers weren't actually very good last week. They finished they well, though, didn't they? Yeah, but I mean, they could have got flogged. You just don't see it. You, I just, I don't, do the Knights travel well? Hmm. Know, Whatever happened to Paulie coach. Paulie? Got in a car crash, uh, eh? That's right. Remember when he came on as an 18-year-old and, you know, the similar kind of hype to a Taumalolo? I mean, I'm not over-exaggerating that, am I? Oh, come on. There was Remember, remember there was Paulie Paulie, Junior Paulo, and Joseph Paulo all going around at the same yep. time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Carl Falinga had one of the biggest, biggest hypes for a young forward. Fuck, did he what? What do you think of this um, Elisi Katoa from the Warriors? Is he the one bright uh, spot we've got? 
No, mate, he's just got a Solomon Akata, Hong Kong Red Hole running all over him. Like, not a bad player starting, but just falls apart. Are we, are we I mean, talking look about another Akuma, Akuma Tai? Uh, Akuma, he was or all right for Ipa, us. Ipalahane Lawaki. Uh, correct. Also, who's the other one I wanted to say? Oh, Ningani Lamape. He's brilliant. In fact, he wasn't actually too bad. I don't Get him back. We need him back. Who's he playing for now? How? No, he plays the New Zealand contact sport team. Benta? No, he plays contact sport for New Zealand. For the All Blacks? Yeah. Jesus. He's really good. Winger? Centre, second five. Oh. Mm. Anyway, we're um, we're bubbling away. Look, as we said at the start of the show, rate us, share us, send us your thoughts. Um, it's a lonely old word out there, and uh, we're just we're just here to talk about league, really. So um, anything and, you, you know, want... pass it on to people that want it, love the league, you know, because yeah. we need some, we need to hit. What do we need to hit? Twenty five hundred. We need to get to twenty five hundred. We're, hover, we're hovering around. Reach withdraws their sponsorship. Yeah, come on, come on, guys and girls, send it to your grandparents because they're not leaving home for a long time. Um, mate, you've got to love your league. Got to love your league. Jackal loves stray dogs. Beastie loves to love. You want to say about playing the game? You can't hear it today. I said now. Nah. <gasps>